Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum, and the focus of today's show is uh, five skills to develop in rising HR pros. So lots and lots of tips, and we've got a very special, super awesome, very clever and charismatic guest for you today. He's going to give you all these tips, and that's that's Joey Price. He's an entrepreneur. He's CEO over at Jumpstart HR. Uh, he's on the AI ethics advisory boards over at Arena Analytics. And, and I always get nervous when this happens, he's also a podcast host. So I better be on my best behavior today. Uh, he, he's got a podcast um, uh, called Business, Life and Coffee. Um, and we're going to be talking about that as part of our chat. Joey, welcome to the show today. Bill, I am so excited to be here. Uh, I love the energy from the start. So I hope that this is a great, fun conversation where we uh, don't take ourselves too seriously, but add some value to the listeners. Absolutely. Let's have a lot of fun today, Joey. Uh, we've got we've got a very useful show for folk today where, where they can take away lots of uh, lots of tips. So we're going to we're going to be very positive and happy and and share the love with our <laughs> listeners. You've got an awesome podcast. You've had some fantastic guests on their Business Life and Coffee podcast. Um, and in it, you speak with industry experts who, who shed light on, on what it's like to start and run successful businesses or successful careers. I'm going to put you on the spot now, Joey. Okay, this is something that <laughs> podcast hosts probably don't like to do, um, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'd love to hear from you, uh, maybe your two or three favorite guests so far and, uh, and why you love them so much. How can you put me on the spot like that, man? I, <laughs> I, uh, it, it's like asking your favorite child. There's no favorite. They're all awesome <laughs> in their own way. Uh, but I, I do have one that's head and shoulders above all my guests, and you'll understand why. Uh, but there was one episode where I actually had the, the honor of interviewing my dad. Uh, I had my dad on the show uh, just to talk about in, in the wake of, I believe it was shortly after, um, somewhere between George Floyd and Father's Day, I wanted to have an episode where I talked with my dad about what it was like being in the Air Force, being a young male uh, growing up in the uh, city of Pittsburgh, and just some of the life lessons that he's learned. Uh, he has his MBA. He was a captain in the Air Force. Uh, he's done some really cool things in life. And uh, as I have this platform, I wanted to share my dad with the world or to those who tuned into that episode. And so he uh, by far is, is my favorite, um, but I've had some really cool people, uh, friends like uh, Lori Rudiman. Uh, I've had some greats like, um, I've actually had the CEO and founder of Tough Mudder, uh, Will Dean, um, talk about perseverance. Uh, obviously he knows that in founding a company and founding one of the uh, most grueling uh, races you can compete in. Um, I've had, Chloe Kardashian's personal trainer on the show, uh, but I've had a lot of really great voices in HR as well. Um, so if you're interested in a in a podcast by an HR professional that's not always HR focused, uh, definitely check out Business Life and Coffee because we talk about some fun things. I absolutely love that. What what an awesome answer. Um, I don't think that my father would be so interested in coming on my podcast. Really, he knows nothing about HR for a start. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, I don't know what he contribute, but I think that's a fantastic answer. And I, and I love that. And um, I'm a fairly new dad. My, my boy is uh, 50, coming up to 15 months. It's the best thing ever, hands down. It is. And if, you, if you're if you lucky enough to have a 
good relationship with your father or with your son, then then you're kind of blessed, I believe. Yes. Um, yes. Anyway, let's 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 continue through. Now, you you presented in the past. A, part of my homework is I, I saw where you presented it. I think it was Sherm 2018. Seems like a long way ago now, but um, and at, at that session, you, you you presented on spotting the signs of unmotivated employees, and this really struck me today. It's something that we should touch on uh, before we get into the main focus because lots of companies are doing everything they can right now to hold on to their their best people, right? Um, they're, they're, they're terrified of, of losing their top talent and uh, there are so many openings out there that people can largely walk into into new jobs I mean and the last thing companies want to do at the moment is, is lose is lose those people so maybe you can share some some warning signs that leaders should watch out for and and ways to to tackle them ways to nib them in the butt before um uh, before come for an employee upstakes and, and leaves the leaves the company You've had a really great episode on the great resignation, um, and I, I thought it was insightful. And for those who are listening who maybe haven't checked out that episode, definitely go back and listen. But the importance of understanding the unmotivated employee, uh, it, it's really important for your business um, to, to realize it. it is so hard to find talent. Let me rephrase that. It is so hard to bring talent on board these days because uh, employees are faced with a lot of options now. They can go work for the greatest organization in their backyard, or they can work for the greatest organization for them in another state, or they can pursue entrepreneurship and uh, strike it out on their own, uh, maybe become a consultant and uh, create the next uh, version of uh, Jumpstart HR. But there's so many options. And so if you're an employee sitting in your seat and the best option you have right now is to work at a job that makes you miserable, um, you're going to run through your options fairly quickly, and um, you may resolve to leave your organization. Uh, and we've always we've seen the stats that it takes up to three years of the salary uh, to replace a person that leaves. So I'm such a proponent of uh, reconciliation, of making sure people are re-engaged, um, that they are um, given new vision, new excitement, new energy uh, about their job and about their role so that they don't leave. Um, but some of the things that you can see and notice in uh, individuals who aren't as motivated as they used to be is just to look at how they show up in meetings. And I'll, I'll caveat this to say, it's not always that they're unmotivated based on something that's happened at, at work, but we've all just gone through this 18-month experience of being um, you know, in our homes and isolated and distanced from the world. And uh, we're all experiencing things that are important that we need to pay attention to. We have to realize that the unmotivated employee, it's not that it's not always about an issue at work. It could be an issue at home. It could be an issue in their personal life. It could be a personal struggle that they're dealing with. And so the, the thing that you'll recognize is maybe they're not showing up the way that they used to. Um, now, that's not an immediate trigger for you to say, hey, you're not performing as best as you have, or you're not as engaged or um, chippy or um, volunteering for projects like you used to. Uh, the first thing you want to do is to make a, a conversation with someone in their organization that um, that they trust and say, hey, what's going on? How How's life? How's work? Uh, where What's what's your biggest you know struggle right now? What's What's keeping you up? Um, what are things that you want to talk about? So you want to not always think that uh, it's something to do with the organization, but you want to have an honest conversation with your team member to see um, 
what's going on and, and have that connection. And it's better to build that connection with your employees and have someone in the organization that can build that connection with your employees before they go down the road of being disengaged. Because then otherwise it may feel a bit disingenuous and they may perceive it as, oh, they're only uh, pursuing me um, because they see that my work performance has dropped. So uh, that's one sign is that work performance is, is dropping. Another is if uh, they're typically a, a champion for the organization, um, but they've fallen back. Uh, another sign would be if they uh, lack clarity on their goals and visions and uh, areas for growth for the year whether they've lost clarity because it hasn't been given to them or they've lost clarity because they've maybe uh, lost their way along their, their career journey. Um, so those are just some things that you'd look for, but really, you know, a good leader will have a, have a gut. Um, they'll, they'll, they'll have a, a pulse check on their team. And if, if somebody seems to be falling back, they'll, they'll know what it takes to, to ask the right questions to get the right answers. You're on the board at Arena, as I mentioned in the intro there, and, and it uses predictive analytics and, and machine learning to, to help organizations find the best talent. Um, given that scramble for, for talent that we've spoken about so far, um, this, this great resignation, uh, which is you know, the term that uh, permeated through most of the uh, HR chat podcasts we're doing at the moment, um, I'd, I'd love to hear from you just briefly about, about what's working um, when, when it comes to using AI and machine learning to to cut through the noise and, and actually find good talent that, that wants to join an organization? Yeah, uh, great question. And I'll speak specifically to the work that the team at Arena is doing. First of all, the fact that Arena has a board for ethics and AI, I think that brings the organization head and shoulders over some peers in the space uh, because it shows an intentional focus of, hey, we understand that technology is disruptive. How do we make it beneficial for all stakeholders, uh, for everyone who is a stakeholder uh, at work? Um, so I really want to commend the team at Arena and uh, CEO Myra for what's being built um, and the commitment to uh, equity and uh, inclusion um, in, in the space. Um, specifically for the team at Arena, what I'm, I'm most excited and fascinated about with the work that's being done on the technology and how it's uh, being rolled out for customers is that Arena's technology allows an organization to keep good candidates that may not be a good fit for the role they apply for. Um, now, what I mean for that is an example might be if someone wanted to apply at a hospital uh, for a, um, you know, a night nurse position. Um, based on the way that uh, Arena's uh, software works is that it will evaluate you based on that position, but also allow the hiring managers to say, you know, this person may be a, a decent fit for this role, but you should really think about them for this other role. And so what I love is that it's a way to um, keep good people focused on career opportunities that are aligned with um, how they're wired and their expertise and um, the way they may score on certain assessments. And so it, it opens up great career paths for people. Uh, it helps fill jobs, um, which as we've, we've mentioned numerous times is uh, it's, a, it's a hard bargain for people to, to do these days. Um, and it, 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 it makes sure that we're evaluating 
and the the hidden aspects of candidates that aren't typically evaluated. Um, the, the current recruiting model in many organizations is that, you know, it's a one for one assessment of is this person a good fit for this job? And whether you're using technology to uh, come to that conclusion or you're using um, maybe the bias of a recruiter or a bias or lack of knowledge of a hiring manager, um, it's a one to one. Does this person fit this role that we have today? But what Arena is doing is saying, does this person fit this role and other roles that we may have been uh, actively recruiting for within an organization? And if the answer is yes, how can we make that a reality for that person to, to plug in the organization in that way? Um, so I think it's a it's um, the word escapes me that I'm trying to use from an um, environmental standpoint. But it's it's a way to ensure that the candidates get the best fit uh, in an organization, even if they apply for a role that may not be the best fit. So I like the use of technology. I think it helps organizations scale and make good decisions about hiring. Um, but technology is disruptive, and sometimes um, it, it, it can have its dark side. But but with what Arena is doing, it's attempting to to be a technology that helps helps a lot of people find find their best fit in their organization. Okay, thank you very much. Now then, we are going to switch to the main focus of today's interview um and and that's uh, those those five skills to develop in rising hr professionals that uh, i um excited the audience with at the very beginning of this interview today however joey however um th these interviews don't tend to be more than about 25 minutes so i'm going to challenge you uh, to help me keep it within that kind of time frame i'd like you to go through each of these five um, and for each one, I'd like you to spend no more than 60 seconds. What a challenge, I, I hear you say. <laughs> um, so so let, let, let's start with the first skill then. Uh, skill number one, that's that's business acumen, 60 seconds, go. All right. So the, the we're in a unique position where the HR professional we are raising up and identifying today is not going to replace the jobs that currently exist now. And what I mean by that is that the nature and pace of business is changing um, and, and it, it is also being seen in the HR space. So the ideal uh, rising pro, you want to sharpen their business acumen, make sure that they understand the language of business. Um, and as much as of a cliche as that is to say, you want to make sure that they understand the pace and change of business. Whatever your industry is, uh, whatever your uh, region is, you want to make sure that you're building people who understand how to architect a great business. Okay, next one. Skill two, product or, and or project management. All right, this is one of my favorite. Uh, this is a, cap a, cap a capacity that we're building within Jumpstart um, by way of deploying Scrum Masters out into the world for HR uh, and technical projects. Um, when you look at the nature of many knowledge workers, we are moving from project to project. And if you were to talk with a super knowledgeable, um, agile professional, um, you could argue it's from product to product. Now, product doesn't necessarily mean something tangible you hold in your hands, but it is something that is delivered and deployed and uh, has users. And so realizing that as HR gets more complex, you're going to need to identify people who can manage the complexities 
of not just the uh, changing workforce, but the changing way that we relate to technology and collaborate. So uh, having that product and product management leadership piece is incredibly essential to juggle the workload that is to come within HR. Yeah, I reckon that was under 60 seconds as well. This guy is doing very well so far, um, but that's because he's a super awesome superstar. Uh, okay, skill number three is coaching. 60 seconds, go. Coaching, yes. Uh, the future HR pro, and this is not just someone who's coming out of college or graduate school, uh, but it's also the career changer. And again, I should also preface this that saying this audience knows, but not every HR uh, role is alike. But you want to have someone who is a good coach, someone who can identify an opportunity, know the strengths and weaknesses of their team, whether that's within the, in the department or within the organization, and pull the appropriate levers to drive change. So a coach mindset is someone who identifies the team and how best to tackle the problem and goes about building the team up so that they can accomplish the goal. So the coaching aspect is going to be important to raise up in the HR pro of today, who's going to be the HR leader of tomorrow. That was like 40 seconds. You're, you're so good at this. Uh, skill number four is uh, very, very important. It's DEI. All right. Now with DEI, the important aspect that you want to understand is that it is not just uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion, but I've also heard the acronym IDEA, which is inclusion, diversity, equity, and accessibility. So the idea of understanding that not every employee shows up from the same perspective, the same background, uh, and the same, uh, they will not relate to the world in the same way for, for whatever um, reason. And so understanding how do you, again, almost as, as a coach, how do you um, attract a diverse team? How do you have them work together in a way that's positive and helpful? And then how do you apply that to your business goals that you have on the table? Um, we are seeing the changing landscape of, um, of demographics. Uh, we're seeing the changing landscape of different people joining different organizations. And uh, we're seeing a greater embrace of the whole person, of employees bringing their full self to work and that being embraced. Um, across all of our multiple identities. And so the HR Pro is going to lead organizations in the charge of how do we embrace the full self of our employees and make sure that we continue to be a healthy and thriving environment. Wonderful. And number five is something that I love, and that, that's networking. Joey, talk to us about that. Yeah, this one is a multi uh, multi faceted um, networking in the sense that you uh, you always want to make sure that you you know where the good candidates are for a role um, but also the, the powerful thing about networking is that it exposes you to uh, professional growth opportunities within your field that you may not have known existed um, I will say that my career uh, didn't uh, move at an accelerated pace until I joined a local HR association and got to realize, uh, quote unquote, HR outside of my four walls, HR outside of the box and the way that we did things in the organization that I was being trained in. So as you look to um, be agile and embrace change, um, not just within an organization, but within the industry as a whole, it's important to talk to people and, and build relationships and understand what people are doing across your industry uh, and across the HR functions. So networking is a critical piece for the HR pro of the future. And you want to you want to build that 
capability up and the pros that you're bringing along. And of course, it's terribly important, listeners, that uh, that you continue listening to the HR Chat Show for all all of its wonderful insights, and of course, Jerry's show um, because the, he's got some super awesome guests there, including a past show with his dad, which is just wonderful. Um, hey, Jerry, before we wrap up for today, how can how can our listeners connect with you and learn more about the things that you get up to? Well, you can connect with me on all social outlets at uh, Joey V Price HR. Uh, you can also find me on LinkedIn. Just search for Joey Price. And if you'd like to engage with our, our company, um, you can reach us at jumpstart-hr.com. Perfect. Well, Jerry, it's been an absolute pleasure. I'd love to get you on again, sir. I'm going to be hounding you in, in I don't know, probably about six months' time. Joey, come back. Joey, do another one with me. Um, uh, but for now, that just leaves me to say, Joey, thank you very much for being my guest today. My pleasure, Bill. And listeners, as always, until next time, happy working. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette.